0: name is Amani and my name is Andrea and you're listening to Phase Your Words.
1: Today's episode is going to be on The Kissing Booth 3 with Amali. Hi! What did you guys think of The Kissing Booth 3? I know the like movie in itself kind of stuff but
2: okay I genuinely couldn't even sit through like, it was painful. And my thoughts are, there are no thoughts. It's like, it's they should have ended it. Like, I feel like it didn't need to go on this long. And if it was going to go on this long, I don't know who needed to be, like, the person to inspire the cast. But I don't know if, like, anyone really wanted to be in the movie anymore. I feel like Joey King has this assumption that this was going to be like a big girl boss turnaround and that Elle was like really taking matters in her own hands. And then Jacob D just wants to, he's giving very much Rob Pattinson vibes, like just doesn't want to be there anymore. And then whatever the other like, guy, my check. the other guy is, you know what? He loves everything he's doing and he shouldn't he arguably has the worst character but he definitely this is the only callback he's getting he has he's not doing too well so he's fully committed to this movie um and he shouldn't be because i think his character is the worst but that's fine i don't know what you guys thought that was my thoughts they're very abrasive i was saying like keep going
0: because like i Honestly, I'm surprised I made it through. I'm surprised I finished it.
1: I think that's I think that's an accomplishment itself because I did have to skip chunks. I I, I, time <laughs> I skipped around and like just read like what happened. I can't do it. I really couldn't. And I keep seeing these
2: clips of the movie on TikTok, and it's people like saying how bad it was. But I'm like, please put this put me out of my misery. Why do you keep showing this to me?
1: <laughs> like and they keep pumping out new ones like every year so it was like god i hope they don't have a fourth one. i really hope they don't because
2: i i guess the whole ending was supposed to be a spoiler alert
1: i mean if you're listening oh yeah so- this is a spoiler oh yeah fair warning this is a spoiler discussion on the kissing good uh three and we might mention two and one for characters are if
0: you guys care if you guys care spoiled (laughs) on this beautiful masterpiece you know
1: this beautiful tragedy but yeah (laughs) i just feel i have a lot of feelings one why
2: rachel is arguably the most like if one of the characters had to die okay if one of them had to be killed off oh my god i'd first go with
1: lee because he's so annoying honestly same
2: i can't handle him like he is like talking to a first grader not a second grader don't degrade children like that because second graders have more high-scale drama than he did
1: like i I would say even my kindergartners are a bit better than him right so we
2: don't even know what age group because like i've taught children before and like they have i teach high school now but they have like big people problems they're just in small bodies and they don't have the right words. This is not a big people. You have had, you've had two whole movies to get over this weird incestuous bond you have with your best friend and your brother. Like, well, let's talk about that. Like, I found, I don't like the trope
0: of like the overprotective best friend. Like there points. I'm like, dude, you're not even acting like a supportive older brother. You're just acting like some weird jealous dude. Like well, I have older brothers, but I'm exactly. like, no, that's just going way too far. Like, no, you can't do this. I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? i oh,
2: sorry. Who, who do you think you are? Excuse <laughs> I'm, I'm the oldest sibling, to be fair. But my other brother, I have two. One of them is like right underneath me in age. Like I'm 22, turning 23. He's 21. So like we're only a year and like three months apart and eight days. No one's counting. He does not. There's never been a moment where even when I was friends with his friends and he didn't like it. It wasn't like he was like, you can't be friends with my sister. It was like, stop hanging out with us. Like, it wasn't even, it wasn't this weird, like, it feels like he's constantly trying to affirm to the audience that he doesn't want to bang his brother or the girl. I can't tell who he wants to get with more. He has this, like, weird, intense, possessive feeling over everyone.
0: Uh, they're not toys. I feel like I've I've noticed (laughs) that with some like when it comes to like shitty rom-coms like there are good ones like with with the shitty ones I always see that as like a like a constant pattern. That is a constant. When when in reality it's like like that's just not a thing but they always keep doing it and it's just sort of like this I guess for me this idea of like keeping like this like virginal like in a way like kind of gatekeeping like her love life and I'm like no, that's gross, B, like, that's nasty, and, like, this is coming from someone where, like, even, like, I have, like, I'm five years apart from, like, my brother, like, I've had friends, like, in high school being, like, oh, who's, like, who's, like, who's your cute brother, and I'm just, like, oh, like, he's, like, way older than you, because he was, like, I was, like, 16 or 17, and my brother was, like, 23, 24, so I'm just, like, bro, even if you tried, you're going to jail, like, forget it, like, nah, lobby, this ain't it, but like, I'm not like you cannot date him. Like, like I'm just like, nah, bro. Like, it's just whatever, you know. Like, it's 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 kind of like, whoa, okay, someone finds my sibling attractive. All right, because it's like your siblings. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, that exists. But I'm not like gatekeeping this shit. Like, you can't talk to him. Ba-da-da-da. Like, like no one does that. Like, that's like, but that's the thing when it comes to films. Like, they never portray like sibling relationships like like not the best accurately. But I, then again, this is this is the kissing booths. I'm not. I should not be expecting like actual quality in writing like I should just be accepting like the above minimum but even for the above minimum you can't do that like that that how do you how do you do that like you you just you're creating lower standards for others that's what the fuck you're doing like what the hell But like go on So weird is like I just can't conceptualize
2: why Noah Flynn as a character slid Mm. back like he was okay in the second movie. I kind of thought he a, was being reasonable.
1: He had a bit of a character growth, like this, like in the beginning of the kissing booth theory, But then he kind of went back to the same. He went back to like he he went back to like
2: kissing booth one before they had their first fight. Like he slid back so intensely that I just chalk it up to lazy, rushed writing. Agreed. There's a logical reason someone would slide back that intensely. And I feel like this is my issue. And I don't know how old the woman who made this is. She reads very millennial to me. But like, (laughs) cussing with Gen X. She like, almost, I feel like, had in her head. One, she never wrote the third book before this. So that's always a red flag. That she didn't have it finalized. Because then you're always going to get something kind of either great Yep, that's, it read like a 26-year-old because she really tried for this, like, out-of-touch girl boss ending where she literally gave her a Karen cut, which I don't understand. And, like, she's like, oh, like, she went back and she chose her. Ma'am, she has been, like, going through toxic friendship and borderline toxic relationship from the first movie that for some reason completely 180'd in the third for like the whole series i don't understand why this was like her weird sudden girl boss breaking point like it didn't make sense for this to have been the final straw because logistically if someone in your life right like let's imagine put your imagination caps on Someone has been in your life since you were, I don't know, they were children, like six. And you obviously have two different financial styles. Like you just don't have a lot of money and the other one has tons of money. And like you tell them things about how your mom is not here and how you have to take care of your brother and how you have to work this job and how money's tight. But like you love to spend time with each other, but like, you know, you can't spend time all the time and that person never moved past being like six years old mentally, that friendship wouldn't be this stable. I feel like the way that they're trying to paint the stability and closeness of their relationship, which was the basis of the conflict, doesn't kind of translate to the way that he treats her and acts. Because if someone was like this close of your friend, like you had to spend this much time with each other, these problems would have presented themselves quite clearly as a pattern of behavior. And a person who goes through that enough times starts to subtly, emotionally pull themselves away. And the fact that they're trying to sell it as if she's constantly a hundred percent committed to him without any question of his intention until like the weird last second where she pulls like this whole move out of her ass that makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know if that was clear, but like, <laughs> what was that? If I know you that long, these issues wouldn't just like. I'm done.
0: I'm well, so. Those guys haven't caught t- feelings for each other. I think that's the weird part I find odd because I'm like, you guys had to catch feelings for each other. That's the part I find really kind she of. She wrote it sort like of that. odd, and I feel like she trusts. That's this the weird is what part I
1: don't love.
2: I feel like there's too many things at once for the namesake of being original and not falling into tropes. She, it feels like every time she almost ran into a trope, she tried to one eighty out of the trope to be like, Mm. do like a quick K turn. But, okay. Oh, and realistically,
0: because that shit does really happen when it comes to, like, straight friendships. Like, one of you guys will eventually catch feelings for each other, like, growing. Like, especially in your teen. I'm not sure for adults it's different. But, like, for teenagers, like, that shit happens a lot more than most people expect. Like, I would, I'm not trying to say, like, that's a trope. I'm like, that does happen in real life in your teenage years. It's just, um, that part I just find really odd. I'm like, really? Okay. I find that hard to believe. But, all right.
1: And I also Um, thought it was weird that that was something that was never... Ward in like the movies because it looked very obvious that Lee had feelings for Elle. Exactly. Because he, he
0: was so protective of him. Like the like with like the friend, like he was very protective over her. I'm like, are you sure you don't like her, man? Because it's like you're showing a lot of signs that you do, but if you're fucking in denial, I'm like that makes sense. You're a teenager. that fucking alright, but still, it's like, nah, man, that's kind of that's pretty suspicious. Like, I don't I don't buy it. I don't fucking it. I'm the yeah. first person to
2: say Rachel is the second character to die if this show needed a lot of deaths. Don't get me wrong. I could count them all out
1: for you. Marco, you know who would be the last person
2: standing? The who? couple from the second movie. I don't know uh, if wanted them in this one. They would have been the last one standing right before them would have been Marco and the mom. But because <laughs> he just needed justice. But I don't mm. understand... I feel like if, okay, think of this as like, we're in the grass, right? You're driving in someone's backyard because you keep missing the driveway. And every time you like uh, accidentally get back in their grass, you try to like aggressively K turn out of the grass, hoping that the person whose house you're at will never know that you like messed up getting out of their driveway this many times. Cause I don't know. You have your eyes dilated from the eye doctor, but like she aggressively K turned out of the grass, like 18 times. So there's so many different things where you could be like, she was like, oh, I'm falling at risk of falling into what I define as a cliche. Let me just 100% 180 this situation and pretend like I'm not falling into this cliche. Like she has Lee and L are quite clearly he is in love with her. But no, actually, he's not. And you know what? He has a girlfriend who's obnoxious. The girlfriend seems to be jealous of her because of this really weird bond. But 100% not a thing. And Elle will feel like she's slighted by her and want to be close to her because she loves Lee so much. Elle's not a girl boss. Then it's like, oh, older brother has anger issues and definitely needs to see a therapist. No, actually, he's quite secure in his relationship in the second movie. But then all of a sudden became not secure again. What the heck? What is that? noise? Oh. (laughs) i was like just in case i fall asleep but like every single trope that this movie so weirdly 100 percent dove into she never wanted to fully admit that's what she did and then she'd be like you thought ma'am you can't just say that like it's not like you can keep saying like you're just assuming things like lee is out here frothing at the mouth Anytime a man touches the scroll, that is weird. That is weird for your just guy best friend to literally be like foaming in anger.
0: We also guys talk about on a lighter note. We also talk about the Mario Kart scene because I found that really fucking entertaining out of the whole.
1: That was funny. That was actually really really funny. funny. I was like out of the entire movie, that was the most entertaining. I feel
2: like they had more. The whole movie was montages. I feel like they had more cute montages planned. Like, genuine, like, interesting ones, like the Mario Kart one. But mm-hmm. someone was bringing up the point that they did fully film this during COVID.
1: So oh, they did? They did. Oh. They, they, they claimed so much, and probably why they had so many monta- montages.
2: Yeah, so I think there was supposed to be, which was the other red flag about not having your your book out. She refused to publish it before the movie which is probably like a thing that they did like they didn't want anyone to have the plot of but like i have a feeling because of this timeline the movie might not have been as clunky as it turned out to be if covid hadn't happened and if they'd put it on pause but on the flip side would anyone have watched this movie if it hadn't been filmed this past probably year not. I mean, filmed like two years no no one would care anymore I mean, technically,
0: YouTube commentators will obviously watch it to get some content. I mean, let's be fucking frank here. Um, yeah, cause, but I, I was generally watching it. Mm-hmm.
2: But I think Jacob Elordi and um, Joey King must have something contractually in there, very much like a Rob Pattinson, where it's like, we only do a certain amount of movies and you have a certain amount of years to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we don't come back. Because as much as, like, they're known because they're the stars of that movie, it does seem like both of them have outgrown the franchise.
0: Of course. Actually, so- that being said, I have a question for you guys. I'm just, this is just, like, popping in the top of my head, like, off script. Would you say, like, The Kissing Boop is, like, the Gen Z version of, like, Twilight, where, like, oh, yeah, target audience is supposed to be one thing, and it's supposed to be about, like, love and romance and in reality? It's just, like, a horrible I- story told, which... Taught, which was not really idolized especially for teens and you know just people talking on it yeah go on
2: i think that the kissing booth isn't taken seriously by almost anyone i like you need to remember as a child who was not allowed to watch all the twilight movies because my mom was reading the books and would watch them ahead okay. of me and then was like nope after movie two it's inappropriate <laughs> this like loved by some people like people genuinely liked twilight and they're still reading the version they, she just came out with the the first book but it's oh, only- yeah, midnight sun or
1: something right
2: yeah so like people were actually into it no one is really into the kissing booth i, I think that the equivalent would be the after series and let me
1: yes
2: believe- yes oh, that that people exactly it's terrible but i do remember reading until four in the morning because that's when i finished after three reading all of the books, okay, some of the books, as we went on, I had to skip significant parts, because I was like, I don't know how many other ways that you can bang so us
1: funny on a star- story about after. <laughs> um, sorry to cut you off. <laughs> but basically, when I was reading after, I think I was like in middle school or something. And I found out a lot of my family friends were also reading it at the same time I was. The only <laughs> thing I knew this was, I went to, like, one of those family dinner parties or whatever, and I think, like, one person mentioned one of the characters' names, and we all kind of looked at each other and were like, wait, you're reading it too?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was, like, just one of those moments, because it was, like, no one wanted to admit that they were reading it, yet everyone was.
2: Oh, not at all. And I had friends at the time, very close friends, who did not prescribe to anything One Direction related, because I read it when it was a fanfic. And I legitimately would tell them the plot summary. Like, I would go step by step. I would give them the details. We would talk psychologically about how so many of the characters were deeply flawed. And it was entertaining because I was the type of person who loved reading terrible, trashy fanfics. Like, especially the ones that were dumb, like the plot was dumb. I loved it. Because I would get absorbed into it. I was like, this is great. Um, So when I saw that after it was getting published, I was like, okay, that is a choice. And when I saw the first movie, I was like, "This is bad," because I've also read the original, so I know what was taken out, which is even worse. Um, and also, the friends were so weird. Like what they did with the friend characters was just weird. And I remember I talked to some girls I knew who I worked with at the time, mm-hmm. who you know were not alike in a lot of ways, and they were like, "What do you mean? I love that movie." And I was like, what? And they were like, oh my God, it's so good. I can't wait till the sequel comes out. And I was like, did you read the book? And they were like, no. So they had no idea it was originally a fanfic. Like they knew nothing. And they genuinely thought it was a beautiful love story. And I was like, I have so many questions for where your mental health is at. Um, (laughs) And like what type of relationships you get into because um, you might need some help. But like, i remember talking to them and being like oh my god for some of these people this is a genuine thing that they enjoy and i feel like that's as close as we'll get to the twilight craze because this okay. one really enjoys the kissing booth like they're okay. doing this because it's painful but they need to know the end
0: i think to me you make a fair point because i i guess that's my problem where i just remember when when it was pop and people were just trashing it but i think i forget that i think people were trashing it for like either there are two camps like people who generally it's like okay the messages they have and so and so on it's very damaging and very dangerous where the other half is sort of like I, I, how would I describe this if anyone who was younger like during like the I would say late 2000s early 2010s there was for a very long time a lot of media that was targeted towards females was always trashed on so I, I it like anything yeah. like slightly female like was it was a Justin Beaver one direction, uh, twilight. I, uh, I can't think of anything else, but you guys can, you guys get the gist.
1: Pretty big, but yeah,
0: Taylor Swift, right? Like it was, there was, there was just that era of anything slightly female was trashed on. And it, it just, again, sexism, long story short it was sexism, but what I'm trying to get at is, I think maybe I confused it because I guess in the camp, I'm talking about what I was trying to relate it to, which I'm obviously wrong for nice explanation. Um, 'Cause I just saw like, oh, I just remember people trashing it like on the more commentary, like direction writing, that sort of sense. That makes sense, not like the ah, it's a female I, so, targeted yikes. <laughs> I know, think so, yeah.
2: you're completely valid because when we're talking about this, we're genuinely talking about like the direction. I mm-hmm. think the problem is you're what you're noticing about the way people are critiquing this, mm-hmm. very similar. Like it's literally people who are genuinely like this movie is terrible for so many reasons it's not because of misogyny it's because it's just bad oh, okay um, but okay, that's okay. different it's because twilight like okay twilight is weirdly uncomfortable i'm trying to watch all the twilight movies with my younger brother and like mm-hmm. we're we have to take breaks because we can't sit through them there it's weirdly uncomfortable you feel a lot of tension the fact that the one vampire i thought was attractive i just found out was a confederate well uh no uh he fought for the yeah, he f- fought for the Confederacy, which I was like, oh, we're going to double down on that. And oh, he yeah, he did. did. <laughs> oh, my God. I I forgot forgot that. That. <laughs> the only one I thought was. <laughs> about that? Like, but the problem was Twilight, in essence, okay, hear me out. Parts of it are shot weirdly
1: beautifully. Oh, like, you know, like the, the were by, were by, like a
0: whole female like and also like and cast. some of the like, soundtrack was
1: actually pretty good, like the like, the like Paramore. Movie. Like Paramore yeah. did like, yeah. the,
0: like the soundtrack for it too. And I was like, hell yeah! I mean, that's what I that's how I got into Twilight, like <laughs> movie wise. And after the first film, I just I was just like, you know what? So I cup of teeth. I'll move on.
2: But I exactly. just remember like, oh my god, Paramore!
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna listen exactly. to this.
2: But then yeah. the problem is the, and this is why after only comes close a little bit because I think some people genuinely engage with it because they think it's good. However, this movie is so bad it like there's so many points where it's like insufferable to watch. like you literally have to skip because you can't sit through it, or characters will backslide with no explanation, or you have one character that's supposed to be like a grown adult, but has not developed despite several turning points that would at least either turn him into a worse person or a better person mm-hmm. like, people change and he has seen no change in three movies and he's supposed oh, to be a character. So yes, stuff not like that, make it so that it's insufferable. You can't even talk about the plot and all that kind of stuff and be critiqueful of it because there's so many glaring things wrong with it. Whereas twilight, it was like, why did we choose to make this man look like he wanted to vomit all the time? Why, is it low key supposed to be a comedy? Like you're allowed to have some like. Why is this man taking off his shirt? I don't exactly. understand. Why are oh they my up god. on a me hill? My brother in were a tent
0: like, where it's like negative something fifteen degrees, and he's cuddling to, with Bella and like oh my god, and he's completely fine. I'm like, dude, you're not like. How are you not getting cold? Don't tell me he's your wolf powers, dude. <laughs> how, how are, are you? you doing that? Tell me your secrets. Nah. Like, I also love how wolf?
1: like despite like the fact that there were so many weird things in Twilight people still like went to read I think there was like two three different versions of Twilight written and people still read those so I was like oh, oh yeah like uh, yeah yeah yeah." I
0: remember Actually, there was, I, remember, I think like, this when I was one high. where
1: it was like a reverse one where I think it was like if Edward was a girl or something scenario and then there was yes Monster. yes um it was just twilight from edward's perspective and you realize how much of a douche he was in oh my twilight. god that was my because- favorite
2: thing i've been hearing about people who
1: read <laughs> that one
2: and they're like guys his first like for the first like i don't know how much of the movie this would have been he genuinely was disgusted by her and thought about matt's murder like half of the reasons when she's like you save me though but you act like you hate me he genuinely hates her and he's only saving her because he doesn't want her blood going everywhere like i uh, the fact that stephanie myers that's what i think the woman's name is had the ability to double down on how uncomfortable he looked in the whole first movie and say yep that was by design was an amazing thing that I don't think the kissing booth can ever do. I was still talking about the kissing booth. Doing? I forgot <laughs>
0: about that. <laughs> I know. We keep the it professional, movie, guys. So keep it very professional. It so <laughs> you terrible. can tell. You can tell we don't want to talk so about hard. the kissing booth and rather yeah. talk about Twilight. And that's Twilight, how, that's how you know worse.
1: how terrible of a movie the kissing booth three. If one. it gets because to a it was honestly so painful to
2: Exactly. If it gets to a point where it's so <laughs> bad where you're dreading talking about it. That means it's mediocre, right? If you're with changing rhythm subject rhythm. matters, it's not a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> <Or it's...
0: laughs>
2: Oops, I'm sorry.
0: Came in singing. <laughs> it's okay. I think, honestly, oh, we, we, we need the content we need because, like, I honestly, I don't know really what else to really comment on with the film because I think it's just that boring where it's like, honestly, I'd rather hear you sing for a good, like, five minutes than just, God, go oh, back at my notes. <laughs> I am Mariah
2: Carey. But
0: um, <laughs> oh my god yo if you can sing to me fly me like a bird i'd be good you know no, ariana can't gra- can't if you, get, if you hit those can't. ariana grande notes it's all settled guys right it's gonna be a musical podcast right sing i goodbye to the.
2: i develop laryngitis sometimes it's just oh. the common plot, you know and um, eh, can't sing
0: but- oh no don't don't hurt your t- oh yeah that's one thing too there'll be people who Actually, speaking on that, I, I'm sorry. We're going to get back to to, to the kissing, but I promise. Uh, speaking on this tangent, I you know, it's one thing I get really annoyed is when people who have, like, never sing a day in their life, like, critique singers being like, oh, they don't sing good anymore. You know, they're just, like, not good as they used to be. For in reality, it's just, like, when you've been singing for, like, 30 plus years, eventually your voice is going to start getting weaker and it's going to start getting raspier. That shit just happens. I just get really annoyed when people just oh, they're not good anymore. I'm like, dude, imagine you've been doing that for, like, like what? Like, majority of your life. Eventually, it's going to happen to your voice. And I know as people who always critique that have never sung a day in their life. And they just think, like, singing is just, like, this natural thing. In reality, you have to practice that, especially when you're singing in high notes. Like, you're hitting Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande notes for 30 years. That shit's going to wear down on you. And again, eventually you could get like like possible conditions where it affects you. So like I so I just reminded me of that. Like sorry for that tangent, but like it just reminds me of like that. Like you oh may God, they don't sing like they used to. Like you wanna give it a try, go for it. Oh you can't. Yeah. Oh whoops. But yeah, uh, back to the kissing booth. Um but yeah, I think she just kinda summarized it. It's a very unfortunately, very boring some movie and we rather talk about Twilight and
1: uh, Essentially and after uh, even which like after even. <laughs>
0: Actually, that, that franchise of terrifies which, me. We can make it entertaining. If you had a hit list, who would you kill on that? Like, if you made a list, mm-hmm. all right, you, you hired an assassin, all right? In the film. we Lee. don't see we don't see the assassin, but there's I really, right, I for me, it would
1: definitely be Lee because I don't know he annoyed me the most throughout the series. I was just like, why are you so freaking obsessed? with your best friend to the point where you want to control literally every single thing that that person does it's like enough is enough already like let that person live their life because otherwise it's just like it's too much honestly
2: but
1: yeah we get rid of
2: rachel so i would go with lee i just feel like he's insufferable he's a child um, I saw this post that really made me laugh. It was a movie reviewer before the movie came out, and they were like, "What will next the next movie tackle? Will um, Noah leave Harvard and transfer to Berkeley to be with his brother and his girlfriend like to solve the problem? And I was like, "Leave Harvard, He's studying law. Why would you leave Harvard?" One, I don't even know how he got in there in the first place. Don't make them reconsider. Uh, So I think if we kill off Lee, right? Like he dies, tragic accident. And the reason I say so is because I don't like him. So I want him to go up in a fiery flame. Um, You get rid of Lee and then problem solved. She can go to Harvard too, even though I also don't know how she got into Harvard. Like, I know she was waitlisted, but let's be honest with ourselves. None of these kids actually went to school
1: or that beach house. I don't and know why. We kind so of like, to why the beach house. was the beach house even there if it was never mentioned in the first movie? It was never brought up. Oh, yeah. a- exactly. And exactly so went special. To beach house, like every summer, it was literally never mentioned. Like it could have been a one sentence here or one sentence there instead of the many montages that we got. Yeah. I might have been drowsy,
2: but when they said that they're getting rid of the beach house, I assumed the house we've been seeing was the beach house. <laughs> I was like, "That's not a beach house. Where is your beach house? Your house is
0: on the beach. Why do oh, don't you?" Also, forget the list, guys. The don't forget the list as well. They made like a, oh yeah, they oh, made a list at the God. age of five, and some of the okay. list. And One, yeah, go go off, go you off. can't write. Yeah, you can
2: write coherent sentences at five. Two, um. The fact that, okay, I have a, I have a friend from years ago. We're still friends vaguely. When we were in elementary school, she wrote a list about how to make like a, a certain kind of potion, right? You don't see me every couple years when I find that stupid piece of paper going to go force her from where she lives to come and make this God forsaken potion with me, because that's not how lists work. They're not like a blood oath in which if you don't do them, a magical curse will come down and kill your girlfriend, which honestly, once again, we've discussed, wouldn't be a bad thing. We should revisit it and really think the options through before we continue on. But like, I just don't understand why these lists have such a chokehold on their psyche. It's a list! I write lists of things I need to do all the time and I don't do them. Because I'm a no- I'm not indebted to myself from the past. Unless you have severe OCD,
1: this doesn't really make sense. It's also like, why are you trying so hard to complete this list? Like, literally, that was the plot of, like, The Kissing Booth 1. And I was like, okay, fine, it's the first movie. But they had to bring it again. And I was like, really? This is overdone. It's called Lazy
2: Writing. Like... I understand that COVID must have done something to ruin your plans. However, this is just indicative of someone who has very lazy writing or or poor funding. I don't even know if it's her fault or if it's the people who are directing her because they're the ones with the power at this point. But like, it just, it was already a bad movie and a bad franchise. But the second movie gave me hope that it could get better. Like They really did a 180 with that second movie where I was like, oh my God, this is actually like kind of good. And it's funny and it's engaging. And weirdly, Noah Flynn has gotten over some of his problems and is working through them. Like The fact that he found that friend, Chloe, because he wanted to have someone who was as close to him as his brother was to her. And then the fact that they were threatened by the closeness of their friendship when they weren't even nearly as close as Noah, as uh, the L is to whatever his name is, murder she wrote, what's his name? Lee Lee. Like that was the whole thing was that he was looking for a friend because Lee has L. And then she was threatened because she thought he was banging his friend because their relationship was as like a third of how close theirs was. And never rang off any red flags, being like, oh, maybe I'm too close to my best friend. Maybe this makes my boyfriend uncomfortable, because that's his brother.
0: Here's the thing, guys. I have another question for you guys as well. I mean, it's not like an interview. Um, (laughs) Would you you say the kissing booth will open doors for other WebPad stories to be adapted by Netflix? That's the yeah. I mean, it kind well, of already. Kinda on my mind.
1: I mean, you know, Wattpad, yeah. I think Wattpad books have already been like auctioned as either Hulu shows or also I think on uh, Netflix is the more popular one, but I think Glide is a Feather, what I think that was a Hulu show, but apparently that was a Wattpad book. Um, and also a few other Wattpad books were adapted into movies or are going to be adapted into movies. Mm. Um, Which I always think is interesting, but it's also like, there are so many other better books that could be adapted into movies that I wish they would do otherwise. But on the other hand, it's not to say that Wattpad is bad, because there are a few decent writers, so I can't say it's all bad. But it's just, there's so many cliched stories that it's like, you have to really sift through them to find the good ones.
2: My issue with this is that Netflix is producing Wattpad books that became popular by a straight, prepubescent female audience. Like, they're not picking the ones. I have read really, 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 like beautifully written fanfics in which I still download them, like I keep them. I have some printed that I got bound which I didn't do if anyone asked because technically it's a little dubious in the legalities. Um, But there are some that like I genuinely will stand by and say was the best book I've ever read in my life. And there's quite a few, but the problem is the really, really good ones I've come to find out always have something that will obscure them from a mainstream audience not in the plot and not in the delivery, but in the what it used to be aspect of it. Like the fact that Fifty Shades of Grey got so popular, isn't that surprising to me? Because that book reads very much. It, it's like a gateway for a prepubescent who is becoming an uh, an older woman, uh, an older young adult woman, experimenting with this lifestyle in a very like, Heterosexual way, so it made sense why you could adapt that. Even that was a risk. Whereas some of these other books are really intricate, detailed, emotional plots, but because there's certain obstacles in terms of licensing, which is kind of the the territory you have to deal with with Wattpad, I don't feel like we're gonna get the we're going to get the movies that we almost deserve to be produced. So it's like. Yeah, I have ones. There was one that like involves heavily mentions Disney. So that one due to copyright would never get published, right? It can never be published. There's too many legality reasons. But that one, if it was turned into a full-fledged movie or series, would be like beyond amazing. But because you have all of these obstacles with... When I was in middle school, but I don't want it to be turned into a movie now. So I understand what you're saying. Because Imani, there's so many great books out there that have already been published, that are just traditional novels that have these great plots that some of these very underground works also have. But because they're trying to piggyback off the fame and the name and the like novelty of like Wattpad, they're choosing the ones that they just think are easy.
1: That was really well said. On that note, does anyone have any final thoughts on either The Kissing Booth 3 or just hmm. really bad movie tropes that they hope, you know, we'll never see the of day.
0: By yourself. Do yourself a favor. Watch something that's like actually good. But if you really want to torture yourself for the oh. memes or whatever, go for it. You know, that's that's my final words.
2: Here's some <laughs> things you should watch if you're looking for a laugh and a romance, right? Here's some things that might bring you joy and might be questionable, but in a way where you won't feel like, you know, overwhelmed um or underwhelmed uh this one i'm going to give you some that will be in subtitles fun fun b- movie called 200 pound beauty hear me out it's kind of the worst but in a good way and it's i believe korean um i don't
1: know for I've sure have heard that, this one okay actually. i wrote
2: my whole i wrote a whole paper about this book about this movie in college for like one of my really high level history classes. Um, And as like an analysis, it is about a really heavy set woman. Okay. They say she's 200 pounds as a large woman. That is not what 200, that is literally impossible for someone to be 200 pounds and be that large. Like, I don't know if they have the concept of weight over there, ah wherever this was made because I can't even figure out where but she literally is like three times the size of me and that would be like an insurmountable amount of weight to be just it just makes no sense like the way they structure her body too is like a little off in the fat suit um so that's not great but it's about a heavyset woman who has a father with dementia um, she's a little bit struggling, but she's the voice of a pop star because she's too, as they say, ugly and fat, quite, they say it quite bluntly. She's too ugly and fat to be the pop star. So she just sings in the, in the basement for the pop star live. So I guess we're not doing a Britney Spears pre recorded moment or not Britney Spears.
1: Who did that? Someone oh, else it was like. That.
0: Oh, so hashtag brief You too. Let's, let's just let's put that there too. Sorry, go yeah. on. <laughs> so they do this whole thing,
2: and then she decides, you know, after a turning point, that she's um going to make some drastic changes. And the Ooh. best part of the whole movie, because there's some interesting themes uh, being reinforced, is that she's never fully happy. Okay. And... There is a point where, which I think is actually a better message. It's sad, but she never fully gets happy. I don't feel like you could argue she's happy, but that's like a really interesting one to watch. It's going to be surprisingly depressing. Um, it's also kind of funny, but then you keep thinking about like the real world implications and you're like, oh, never mind. Um, Other fun one, uh, Chinese television show on Netflix that they produce called Accidentally in Love. It's I like content- love
1: that. I that was so freaking good. I had no idea okay. you liked Asian dramas or I would have That's, talked about I, it a
2: lot. I don't watch a lot of them because I can't focus on subtitles because my ADHD I get distracted and then I miss a whole bunch of the plot, but then I'm too lazy to go back so I will try to guess what if I missed. If you
1: liked Accidentally in Love, you would love Love O2O. It's kind of like about this um these two kids who are into gaming and they're both like oh. the smartest ones in their like major department or whatever so it's a very interesting concept because they meet in the video game because it's kind of like one of those games where you can talk to people online through like headphones and um basically they end up being considered I think it's like husband and wife in the game but then they end up meeting in real life later on on campus and so it's kind of cool to see like that transition between the video game to like you know their reality. Um, it's a Chinese drama, but it's actually it's honestly one of the most well written Asian dramas that I've seen. If um, it
2: is completed, I will watch. I will watch. It's completed. Anything. It's on oh, Netflix. Like, okay, I will look into that because I will watch anything that is completed. I have been burned too many times. So I have to have it be done. Otherwise, I'm going to like be so scared it's going to get canceled. Um, but that one was good. Accidentally in Love is great because it is like Hannah Montana, except the boy is a pop star and the girl has a double life. And also, she puts on a reddish brown tone short haired wig, glasses and freckles, and she's ugly. And it really hits home because I feel like that's just what I looked like in middle school. Like she has my haircut and I have glasses and I have freckles. I don't think she's ugly, but the way that they treat her when they're like, oh, you're so hideous, <laughs> and she takes off the freckles and the glasses and the short haired way. And they're like, oh, my God, you're a goddess. I'm like, what the hell is this? like, I can't even interpret how you're supposed to like suspend disbelief but then I realized after a while that I really can't tell like she does look like two different
1: people I mean this was honestly a lot of fun to talk about it with you and trash talk the kissing we three, but I think we pretty much covered everything right unless anybody else wants to add anything
2: no I think you did a great job guys thank you for <laughs> always letting me come back I know of that course. it's like
0: Oh, Of course, like you're, nice. you're our favorite. Yeah, I mean, of course, like we, with, love we, we can't you do we show. can't commentate about the kissing book without you. Like I'm gonna like cry over here. Thank you. You know, whenever we get some content, if if the kissing book makes a fourth movie, you best believe um, <laughs> we're coming back with this. And thank you so, um, so much, you
1: like- Amali, for joining us today. Hello, it was a lot of fun.
0: Um, thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed today's segment of These Words. Stay tuned for more. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening it from.